Hello and welcome to the Season 2 finale of the Philosophy Sessions podcast. I'm your host and owner of PW Digital Media Entertainment, Phil Washington. Whether you're listening at home, at work, at school, in your car, at the park, at the beach, which is probably too cold for the beach for most of you around the country right now, at the gym, on the plane, wherever you're listening, I want to thank you for taking a little bit of your time out of your busy schedule to let me entertain you on this platform. And speaking of platform, the Philosophy Sessions podcast can be heard exclusively on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music slash Audible. Soon, soon you will be able to listen to the Philosophy Sessions podcast on our official YouTube channel. Just search for PW Digital Media Entertainment and the channel should pop right on up. Like, subscribe, and share to get full-length videos, shorts, soon-to-be full-length audio, and video episodes of the, of the Philosophy Sessions podcast. Yes, that's right. I said it. Coming soon. Full-length videos of the pod will be on YouTube. I also think... I also think I can do it on Spotify as well, but I have to do a couple of test runs uh, on YouTube just to make sure that we're good there and uh, we'll progress on from there. And we thank YouTube and we thank Google for providing us with that platform to be able to provide that for each and every one of you. I know you guys have been waiting to see a video version of the podcast and it's coming. Still working on a few things behind the scenes, but eventually we will get there. As always, I appreciate the love and support from the day ones and to the new subscribers. The numbers have been very, very well for 2023, and there was an almost even split between Apple Podcast and Spotify uh, listeners and subscribers. And we're looking for an even better 2024 with some new additions and some new tricks up my sleeve so stay tuned all right so first things first uh this is the first podcast for 2024 so happy new year to each and every one of you um i know it's been a while since i've done a pod a couple reasons one life things happen things change uh Good days, very good days, not so good days. Um, I know for the last, we'll say seven. I think this is. I think we're going on seven, eight days. Um, I have been a little sick. Thankfully, it's not COVID related. Uh, it's the flu. Um, you know, got headaches. A couple days I had migraines. Some coughing. A little bit of sneezing. So full disclosure, if you do hear me cough or sneeze during the podcast, my bad. I apologize. It happens. I'll try and hold it in, but I, <laughs> no promises. And listen, the weather, the weather is not doing us any favors at the moment. El Nino. This whole El Nino pattern is just just being a straight up punk. I mean, I'm I'm doing the podcast 
right now, right now, we're, the, today is, what is it, the 16th. And I would say maybe an hour ago, we had rain that came right on through and they had for for about four to five days, they have been saying, hey, we, we're probably going to get some rain on Tuesday. Could be heavy at times. Storm Prediction Center saying, you know, severe weather threat, level one out of five. So we're not going to say that this is a, a, an impact day or a weather day, but just be aware, you know, we might get some thunderstorms. I looked on radar when this little strip of rain came through, it was like, there's no reason why this should have been like an 80% chance of rain at the most, maybe 50, 50, maybe even 60%, but it was not worth the 80% chance of rain. It wasn't. Um, but yeah, El Nino, so front coming through this afternoon into tonight, and I think for the first time all season, what just popped up on the screen maybe about a half hour ago was a wind chill advisory. Now, for those of us here in Central Florida, that means that wind chills are going to be pretty close to the freezing mark, definitely below 40 degrees. And I'm trying to think if I saw us have any windshield advisories at any point in 2023 over the last couple of months. I'm talking like October, November, December. I don't remember seeing anything. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I know it's going to be a little chilly tomorrow. Um, or like this pattern has been going pretty much all season. Cold day first day another cold day second day third day we transition back to our normal day day four we warm up and then day five we really warm up and then we turn stormy and then another cold front comes through rinse and repeat it's been and i'm trying to remember because the last time we had Last time we were in this El Nino pattern was 2018, and I'm trying to remember what 2018 was like. The only thing I remember about 2018 was that it wasn't it wasn't as cold, or in this case, Florida standards, it wasn't as cold as this season has been. I mean, we've had some chilly, chilly days. But I think 2018 was a little bit warmer. And I definitely think this year has been stormier. We've had more severe weather this year than I think we had in uh, 2018. But we're just, I mean, we're just halfway through January. So we gotta get through February, we gotta get through March get through April, which I'm gonna tell you right now, March and April do kind of scare me a little bit with the with the changing of the of the seasons. Um, and then you got I mean, with this pattern, you got to look down the line. Hurricane season, I think we got real fortunate last year. I think we got really, really fortunate last year. But if this El Nino pattern sticks around, 
who knows what could happen this summer but anyway that's the summer we're still in the winter we're just going to keep playing it by ear and as far as season three as far as season three of the philosophy sessions podcast right now there's no timetable as to when things will get started like i said i'm, I'm waiting on a couple things um, there's a lot of things i want to do i want to i want to upgrade the system um obviously like i said season three i kind of want to start to have video episodes maybe if if we if the podcast gets bigger audience wise i want to get it to a point where maybe once a month we go live maybe we go live on youtube and instagram and we do like a live show maybe like a 45 minute to an hour live show i mean i was just thinking about that um And with the exposure that we have on Instagram, nearly 7,000 people on Instagram, I mean, I, I think that would be a pretty fun opportunity to get to know quite a few of you that have been uh, tuning in on Instagram. And you guys have lately been seeing some of <laughs> my work over there, um, playing around with the Dallas Cowboys and now I get the opportunity, since the season is over, I get the opportunity right now because I know a lot of people are tuning in and you're seeing the title of this podcast. Season's over, and rightfully so, for the 2023 Philadelphia Eagles. What I want you all to know about me when it comes to being an Eagles fan. I am, I, I, over the last couple of years, as I've gotten older and I've gotten wiser, I've learned to look at the game of football from a different perspective I've gone from and this is probably within the last five years I've gone from being that homer that hey you know what I'm sticking with my team through and through we'll be fine no matter what fly Eagles fly I've gone from that to being more of that analytical, brutally honest, that realistic fan. And there's nothing wrong with it. But a lot of, not a lot, but quite a few people criticize me because of the way that I go about my business as being a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. I've heard some things such as why are you making fun of your own team? Well wouldn't you make it wouldn't you 
I would make fun of my own team after you start 10 and 1 and then you proceed to finish the season 1 and 5, you limp into the playoffs. And as you limp into the playoffs, you get beat by Seattle, Arizona, and the New York Giants. You got beat by Drew Locke, Kyler Murray, I'm not even going to say Tommy DeVito, because Tommy DeVito was barely in the game for the first game, Um, but Tyrod Taylor. So we 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 fully got exposed for what this team truly was. And even going through the preseason, I'm looking at this team. And I'm like offensive offensively if we stay healthy, you know, offensive line's going to do their thing. The the question mark was Brian Johnson. What what offense was he going to bring that was going to be different than Shane Steichen, who had a hell of a year in Indianapolis? And offensively, throughout the year, there were multiple times in every game where they would call play and I just throw my hands up in the air like what in the absolute hell are you doing it would be third and two let's say at the Philadelphia 33 and you're throwing the ball deep into double coverage with either AJ Brown or Devontae Smith Why? There is no need for that. Absolutely no need for that. There were, and then you're calling QB draws, and these teams defensively are scheming to keep Jalen, you know, in the pocket. And so when he does these QB sneaks, they're just getting after him and he's losing yardage. Now, it also doesn't help that for a quarterback, this is probably one of Jalen's, maybe, maybe, maybe Jalen's worst year as far as turnovers. He, he, he got picked off quite a few times, but he also lost the ball quite a bit too. Dallas Goddard got hurt. What else is new? Uh, then it got to the point where, you know, Quiz Watkins got hurt. So who do we go out and get from the from 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 the dollar store? We found Julio Jones. Julio made a little bit of an impact during the 
final stretch of the season. I mean, he had two touchdowns in in one game. Had a couple receptions in the other game. Um, so, yeah, we found Julio Jones. And then for running backs, we stayed. Not stayed, but we traded during the draft for DeAndre Swift, which I actually thought was a good, very good trade. But then we kept Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, and then we went back to the dollar store, and for a penny, we picked up Rashad Penny. Here's the problem. The 2023 Philadelphia Eagles decided they wanted to throw the ball a hell of a lot more than run. And it took until week three for the Eagles to decide, eh, you know what, let's, let's try running. And what happened? They ended up running on Tampa Bay for over 200 yards. At, at a certain point, I want to say it was maybe week five or week six, DeAndre Swift was, a, was either leading the league in rushing or he was like top two, top three. And then after that, we didn't see much of him. We didn't see much of the running game at all. They wanted to pass the ball. And in some cases, we had to pass the ball because we were getting down early in games. So I'm I don't I I don't know what we're gonna see next year offensively. Me personally, Brian Johnson as the offensive coordinator, I think he needs to go. I know it was his first year, but he had been with the organization for quite a bit. And if you have that big of a drop off from Shane Steichen to Brian Johnson. That's not good at all. I don't care if Brian Johnson is a family friend of Jalen Hurts. Business is business. You have to do what's best for business. Brian Johnson needs to go. It was reported this morning that uh, Jason Kelsey has officially to he's officially called it quits he is done he is retiring from the national football league and what an amazing career jason kelsey has had but my god what a way to go out we couldn't give him one more legit run for a super bowl you start 10 and 1 and then you lose what six of the last seven that's embarrassing that's really, really embarrassing. So Jason's done. Fletcher Cox, we don't know. Um, Brandon Graham, he says he wants to come back one more year, but don't know. I'm telling you right now, 
the offense next year is going to change pretty drastically. And at this point, I'd rather go younger. I'd rather go younger, get some younger talent, and then find find a very very good, very established offensive coordinator that knows what he's doing but can maximize the potential of Jalen Hurts the way Shane Steichen did last year in that Super Bowl run. That's my opinion on offense. Oh, Jesus, defense. I don't know. We we draft and we put most of our payroll in the defensive line. Now, sure, we got Hassan Reddick. As far as linebackers, we got Hassan Reddick, but he may, he's mainly a pass rusher. You got Nolan Smith. We don't know who Nolan Smith is yet because we barely saw him. I think one of the biggest mistakes that Howie Roseman could have done was let T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White leave the Eagles in free agency. If you remember, T.J. Edwards led the team in tackling. He was outstanding. And Kaiser White... He was uh he signed what was it a one year prove it deal and he got paid by going to Arizona. We missed TJ and uh Kaiser big time. Big time. Because we had to go to rent a linebacker and it got so bad that we had to we cut brought back cut again but then had to bring back Nicholas Morrow Nicholas Morrow better not be on the Philadelphia Eagles next year I'm sorry he is he is not what we need. He, I mean, he tried, but he is not what we need. Zach Cunningham, if he didn't get injured, I think he would have been okay. But he's not. He's not what we need. You got, you got your Patrick Johnsons and your Ben Van Sumerans. On the practice squad. Meanwhile, I'm looking at teams. I'm looking at teams that are still in the playoffs. Your your Baltimore's, your San Francisco's, your Green Bay's, your Buffalo's, Detroit. 
I don't I'm not even gonna mention Tampa Bay. I'm not even going to. Um Kansas City. What do they all have in common? They have very stout defenses. Especially when it comes to linebackers, corners, and safeties. Every single team left. I would say with the exception of Tampa. Have exceptional defenses. Our corners are aging. Darius Slay. He got hurt again. James Bradbury has not been himself since the second half of that Super Bowl against Kansas City. Matter of fact, he regressed. He looked worse. He looked worse. He looked like the corner that that the Giants released. And when the Giants don't want you, I mean, damn, really? But in that case, they didn't want to pay James. So I, I could see that point, but we got to go. We got to, we, I think we really have to go a total youth move, total youth movement. You got Makai Garner. You got, you got Keely Ringo. Uh, the move that Howie made. Didn't he get Isaiah Rogers? I think that's his name. Isaiah Rogers from Indianapolis. When they released him because of the whole uh, betting scandal thing. So I'd rather go young. My God, can we please get a defensive coordinator that knows what he's doing now? I'm going to say this. This is probably going to sound a little interesting, but you really can't fault Sean Desai for the job that he did because he didn't have much to work with. When he when he was the coordinator, you got to think he got dealt with blows, injuries, and sometimes it got he got stuck. And he had to literally plug and play players out of their positions. Remember, there was a time during the season that the Philadelphia Eagles beat the likes of, a, of the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the Kansas City Chiefs, and yes, even the Dallas Cowboys. Where we literally were almost running out of defensive players because they were getting injured left and right. The move to, re to remove Sean Desai and name Matt Patricia, the play caller, might have been 
the single worst thing that the Eagles could have done. And and I don't know if that move came from the front office or if it came from Nick Sirianni. Whoever made that call, that was the death blow to our defense. And I know, and speaking of going to the dollar store or going to Walmart, Target, and getting players off the friggin' street, you had to go and get Bradley Roby, who at one point was good, like five, six years ago when he was with the New Orleans Saints. Then we traded for Kevin Byard. And I like Kevin, but unfortunately, it just did not work out. We were betting on an all-pro safety, and we just got another body that just looked lost like everybody else on the back end of that defense. They looked lost. If you watched the game last night, when the defense was rolling out onto the field. The first three plays, I'm seeing hands up in the air like, what are we supposed to do? And Tampa, Tampa's just like, we're going to throw, throw, and throw some more. And the fact that for over two months, hell, not even two months, the entire season during press conferences, we would hear the same damn thing. We have to be better. We got to do better. And we will. We got to do some more film study. We have to make adjustments. We have to be better. We are not playing up to the standard. Well, guess what? Y'all just set a whole new standard and a whole new low when it comes to Philadelphia sports. I thought I was upset when the Phillies, who had a 2-0 lead in an NLCS, let an Arizona uh, Diamondbacks, I was about to say Arizona Cardinals, the Arizona Diamondbacks, you let that young team come right back in and take that series from you. I'm hurt, but at the same time, I'm not shocked because nothing really was done to, bring, to replenish what was lost in the 2022-2023 offseason, trying to bring back at least a competent defense. And say what you want about Jonathan Gannon. Say what you want. Gannon took it to Philly with that squad.
So say what you want. And now the big question that, I mean, in the news, hell, the news could break during this podcast. It probably won't. What is the status of Nick Sirianni as head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles? Because you have to remember, if you've been watching, if you've been listening, he has taken the blame for this team the entire year. He says it's been his fault. It's his responsibility. He is the head coach. And I like my head coaches. I like my coaches. I like the players to be as transparent as you possibly can. I know there's quite a few things that you have to keep in-house, but don't beat around the bush. Don't keep saying week after week we have to be better. No, you have to be better where? Defense sucked. Your defense is trash. Could the Michigan Wolverines beat the current Philadelphia Eagles right now? Maybe. Could the Carolina Panthers, if the Eagles had to suit up one more time, could the Carolina Panthers beat the Philadelphia Eagles right now? Maybe. Maybe. It would be a revenge game for Miles Sanders. I'll say that. The same team that only scored nine points against the Carolina Panthers is the same team that put 32 on you. And they gave you nine points. And you were lucky to get those nine points. Gave us that little bit of a hope. A little bit of hope. 16 to 9. Man, we, I mean, we're down, but... They could find a way to score in the second half and tie this thing up. Who knows? Who knows? But it's 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 been it's been just like the Meek Mill song, dreams and nightmares. We've had dreams of going right back to the Super Bowl, but damn it, the nightmare came true. The nightmare came true. In one of the worst collapses in Philadelphia sports history. It's terrible. It's sickening. It's embarrassing. And man, if I'm the Eagles, I'm I'm apologizing to season ticket holders. For many of them, these are blue-collar individuals that spend their hard-earned money to invest into that team to show up every week at Lincoln Financial Field to cheer on their favorite sports team. And you give them that product. The entire organization should be ashamed. As far as next year, who I, I don't even I don't even know. 
I don't even know. Seems like every every year the NFC East division winner rotates around a carousel. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking. We don't know what the hell Dallas is gonna do. Because they they lost in unbelievable fashion to the Green Bay Packers. We don't know if Mike McCarthy is staying or going. <sighs> Dak Prescott, I know they just paid him. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, Dallas, they're a talent. They're a talented football team. They're a talented and they're a really good regular season football team. But when it comes to the playoffs. If they have to face the San Francisco 49ers or the Green Bay Packers, that is their kryptonite. They're screwed. No matter if they're home or away, they are screwed because they can't get by those teams. If it was Philadelphia, that game probably would have been 48-17 Cowboys. And what sucks for Dallas is that with them winning the division, the way everything was set up, this was Dallas's best opportunity, their best opportunity to get to the NFC Championship. And they get blown out at home at AT&T, over 100,000 strong. Got to see them go down to the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers, man, they're going to be a good team. Ooh, they're going to be a good team for years to come. It's about time. This this was Jordan Love's uh, hello world moment. Man, he showed up and he showed out. That team's going to be good. You know who else is going to be good for years to come? The Detroit Lions. The Lions are going to be fantastic. I love Dan Campbell. I love the way he coaches. I love the way that he's passionate and that he truly cares about his players. He really, truly cares about his players because he was one. He was on that 0-16 team. And now he just led the, the Detroit Lions to their first playoff win in God knows when. The Lions are going to be a force. They're going to be a very interesting team to watch. Of course, you got the San Francisco 49ers, who I think are top two in the entire NFL. The only other team that I can see giving them a run is the Baltimore Ravens. But then at the same time, if I mention those two teams, you can't forget about the reigning defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs because they're still in it. They took down a frozen Miami Dolphins team. Uh, and then at one point, we most of us thought, I know I thought, that the Buffalo Bills were dead. Well, now here they are rising up from the ashes. And this coming week, 
they are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. So here we go. We got Patrick Mahomes and you got Josh Allen going at it one more time. Now I think the only thing missing from the AFC playoffs is the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow's not in there. Because I'm, te- I'm telling you right now, the AFC side is so stacked. The AFC side is must-see TV. Any team in the AFC that's left right now has a a good shot of winning the whole thing. They really do. NFC side, you know, there's San Francisco, and then there I think it's San Francisco, and then and then everybody else. San Fran's got Green Bay. I'm not sure if they want it that. Uh, I'm not sure if they want it that matchup. I'm pretty sure they would. They would have rather had Dallas. That matchup's gonna be interesting. And then Detroit getting another home game at Ford Field in in uh, Detroit. I can see Detroit winning that game 31-13. I can see 31-13. But as far as the Eagles, they are officially on vacation. Well, not yet, because they have to do final exit interviews and stuff like that. So for those of you expecting a rant, I'm not that kind of guy. I know when a team passes the eye test and when I think a team is championship caliber, the Philadelphia Eagles were not championship caliber. Even at 10 and 1, something did not look right, and it was the defense. And a lot of fans were just looking at, oh, come on, Phil, they're 10 and 1. They're 10 and 1. At some point when we do lose, I think is going to be a snowball effect. And my God, was it ever. San Francisco, then Dallas. I think the real dagger was Seattle. See, that loss to Seattle hurt a lot. And then to make matters worse, you come back home and Jonathan Gannon whoops your ass in the second half of that game to win it. Then you let Tyrod Taylor whoop your ass in that, at MetLife. Then, just the, just icing on the cake, Baker Mayfield outplays Jalen Hurts. <laughs> it is what it is. This is and this was the 2023 Philadelphia Eagles. I'm glad it's done. I'm glad it's over with. I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of watching that team continue to sink faster than the effing Titanic. What was what, what was the running joke? The band was playing as the ship went down.
I'm glad it's over. I'm so, so glad that the Eagles season is over. Ladies and gentlemen, do you love good music? You love listening to good vocals? Or are you a fan of NBC's The Voice? Then do me a favor, join host Stephanie and James as they break down each contestant's voice and overall performance from each week's episode. They keep it 100 and voice their opinions with love, kindness, and respect. You can follow The Pitchy Podcast on Instagram at The Pitchy Podcast, spelled T-H-E, P-I-T-C-H-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You can also subscribe to their podcast on YouTube and on your favorite podcast platform. All right, last thing, last subject on this podcast. And I don't think, yeah, because it came out. It came out at the beginning of the year. I think it was like the third or the fourth. Um, one of the most incredible interviews that I've heard in quite some time. You all know where I'm going with this. The Cat Williams interview with Shannon Sharp on Club Shay Shay. That was on uh, YouTube. Man, oh man. Cat was spitting hot fire, wasn't he? And I tell you what, I know he's been one of the more successful stand-up comedians, entertainers, not just of our generation but of all time but I have to be honest with everybody here I have to it's been a while since I've heard from Cat Williams so when he did that interview with Shannon Sharp I'm like man I haven't heard from Cat in a while and then when that in about four or five minutes and when that interview started and he started going after like uh, Ricky Smiley in um, Friday After Next when he started going after Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, um, I know there's more, but those are the ones that immediately come to mind. Man, when he was going off on them, it, it, it really made me think. It's like, man, Cat really knew his stuff. And the inside scoop, Hollywood, the so-called Illuminati, if you believe in that. Uh, it, he really gave you an, in, a total insight of the Hollywood scene. Um, shoot, he even went after uh, Kevin Hart. I was like, my God. But then the, the, the responses, you started to see the responses pop up from, you know, from Ricky and 
from Cedric and um, Kevin Hart. You know, they they try and play it off, you know. But there's a clip. There was a clip when I don't know who was talking. It might have been was it Def Def Jams uh Def Comedy Jams anniversary. I don't know who was talking, but um they were showing Steve Harvey in the background and they were talking about, oh man, is Cat Williams in the house? Like, if Cat Williams is in the house, we all in trouble. And you can see Steve Harvey's face like, oh man, like, oh my God, oh my goodness. It's like, man, all these videos are starting to come out now. We're putting two and two together. It's like, man, Really? That's pretty crazy. Uh, he was going after, I know he went after um, Kanye and Kim. And there was, there was so much more. If you haven't watched that episode, it's free. It's on YouTube. Go look up Club Shay Shay. It's like two hours and 40 some odd minutes. It is worth every second that you watch that interview from start to finish. That interview, that episode was so good. And I know I'm not the only one that thinks this. It should have been a Netflix special. That's how good that interview was. talking about I think who else did he mention Chris Tucker his connection or alleged connection with um, Jeffrey Epstein though that whole thing which I know the names are supposed to come out any day now so I mean listen y'all 2024 could be could be a very interesting year I mean, it's already going to be because, you know, some truth is coming out. You got the presidential election in November. It's, oh man, I can't wait. This this is going to be, this will be a defining moment. I think this year is going to be a defining moment. This year is going to be a defining moment in all of our lives. It's going to be a huge year. And hopefully, hopefully a, a huge year for yours truly, PW Digital Media Entertainment and the Philosophy Sessions podcast. Because now I get to say that season two has officially come to an end and I want to thank each and every one of you all of the subscribers all of the listeners that have joined me on PW Digital Media Entertainment on Instagram on Threads I promise I promise to be better on Threads but I don't know what it is I just can't get into Threads I can't it's not Twitter it's not X whatever the hell the thing is called now it's not 
I promise to be better on threads. I keep saying that, but it probably won't happen. Watch me. Watch me just eliminate threads altogether. Um, but for those of you that have been, like I said, all my day oneers, my day ones, to new, new subscribers as of yesterday, you've been rocking with me since day one. I want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You didn't have to, but I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to allow me to try and entertain you. As I promote love, peace, and positivity, I know there was a lot of negativity when we were talking about the Eagles, but my negativity also means my negative negativity shouldn't be taking should shouldn't be taken as such it should be more of a reality check because as much as i preach love peace and positivity i'm also a realist and as a realist you know you you see things from a different perspective And you're always constantly trying to find the truth and you're trying to filter out all the BS and it's like, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? I'm always searching for something more efficient, something better. Not trying to beat around the bush. No shortcuts. Work hard, play hard. That's who I am. That's who I try to be. You try to be authentic. As I say in my bio, I am unapologetically me. You don't have to like me, but you, you will respect me. So with all that being said, thank you so much for listening to this edition of, of the Philosophy Sessions podcast. Go ahead and add us on YouTube. Like I said, look up PW Digital Media Entertainment on YouTube. We are there. We are starting to set up there. I don't know when we're going to get going with season three of the philosophy sessions podcast we are going to be doing some testing here hopefully as soon as i get better um i do have the camera equipment um i have to do some things in here to make things look interesting make it look camera ready i have to get camera ready um audio has to be good all, all the all the little all the little logistics that go into a successful show a successful podcast and like I said hopefully once we get going maybe a little bit later on in the year maybe we'll go live maybe we'll go live we'll see but until then follow us on Instagram. And threads at the handle PW underscore digital underscore media underscore entertainment. You already know about YouTube. We're streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and on Amazon. 
and audible and if you haven't been told this lately you are loved you have value and you are so worth it i thank you i love you and until we meet again on season three of the philosophy sessions podcast ring a ding ding class dismissed y'all can turn the lights out on the way out see you soon bye listen up let me tell you about a podcast philosophy sessions with phil washington is a blast he drops knowledge like a bomb got your mind blown leaves you thinking deep like you're in the unknown feeling lost don't you worry you're not alone phil's got your back he'll guide you home the maze of life, you'll be your light, like a beacon in the dark, shining bright. Remember, you are Lord, you have value, and if you're feeling down, don't let it consume you. You're worth it more than you'll ever know, like a diamond in the rough, let your light show. The views and opinions expressed by the Philosophy Sessions podcast with Phil Washington are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Philosophy Sessions podcast. Any content provided by authors or content creators are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual or anyone or anything. Thank you.